You're listening to Having a Chat, the show where we talk to interesting people with interesting tastes in music about the music that they love. I'm Alex Spears, and this week on the show, we are chatting with Kansas City-based trio Black Star Kids. Black Star Kids are an amazing new group that I've discovered recently. They're very, very hard to pin down genre-wise, bringing in elements of hip-hop, punk, dance. They're young, fearless, and have no problem speaking their mind. They've got a great new record out, so we're very excited to have DeAndre, Gabe, and Ty with us to chat about some music. This is Having a Chat. guys thanks so much for joining me hey what's up thank you thank you for having us yeah yeah of course and since there are three of you uh would i be able to get you guys to sort of go through and say your name and and say what you what you do in the band um i'm deandre um i'm the producer and singer in our band uh i'm ty and uh, i'm yeah like vocalist in the group i'm the babe gabe and i'm a vocalist Cool, cool. And, you know, all together, you are Black Star Kid. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right. So um, I read an interview. um, I think, Gabe, it was you who was saying this, that it's like you are 100% yourselves and no one else. And the music is 100% yourselves and no one else. And that's something that I love. Like, I, I really love when when you can see that. And I can certainly see it in the music that you make. And, and in the first song that we're going to talk about, All Cops Are Bastards, like that's, you know. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Like, just, just like in listening to it and also in the fact that that's, you know, it's certainly less controversial than it might have been a couple of years ago, but it's still it's still like a bold statement. Um, but with that said, the industry is riddled with stories of people being sort of forced to sort of tone down their message and, you know, perhaps not be a hundred percent themselves. So as you have sort of been going on this journey, how, how do you sort of ensure and maintain that uh, your music remains 100% yourself? I'd say it's like a feeling thing. I don't know when you're doing something that you and like something that you're supposed to be doing, you won't have like a weird feeling about it. So Mm. just avoid stuff that gives you like any like, uncertainty or like mm-hmm. a weird feeling mm-hmm. yeah yeah would you, would you guys all uh agree with that that uh, that sentiment yeah yeah for sure just you know if you feel like you have something strong to say and say it like just don't come with a me- like a weak message yeah, yeah. like that <laughs> yeah you might as well not say anything at all at that point eh? right. right 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 okay so then um talk to me about this song all cops are bastards i mean you know fantastic song like the the influences clearly are sort of deep and wide-ranging perhaps it's an obvious question given the sort of the long overdue and and justified sort of social upheaval that we've been seeing over the last several uh several years what uh what inspired you to write this song um, well yeah pretty much what you said just like obviously it's like a thought process that we've had for a while growing up especially as black kids and seeing how police interact with people in my real life. You start looking at media and you see the relationship between cops and people and people in general, but especially people who look like us. But of course, last year, uh, George Floyd lost his life to the hands of the police. And 
there was a big protest. Well, there was protests all over the country, but there was a big protest in the city that we're from, which is Kansas City in Missouri. And we went to one, we went to a couple of days of the protests and just sort of soaked it in and saw the relationships that the KCPD had with the people in our city. And looking at that, seeing that was something that just resonated with us in a heavy way. So it's like, we've always had our opinions of the police. It's not really like a new opinion. And if you like listen, even back to like the first album, like none of that really should be surprising. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. That moment, like seeing that protest and having that experience collectively with each other was just something that we all knew it was going to be documented and like whatever we made next. So that's how the song came about. Yeah. Well, and certainly the the power of those protests is, is meaningful. You know, I'm I'm in Toronto. We we had we've had a lot um, here uh, certainly over last summer as well, and and it was deeply impactful. But I, I'm curious, given the fact that I think that a lot of you know in air quotes media um, is like it doesn't quite necessarily. Well, I mean, some of it does, but it glorifies um, being a cop and being a police officer. You know, there, there's any number of shows and movies and do, do you feel that in some ways what you're doing with this song is sort of countering a prevailing trend in sort of popular culture oh yeah i think it's really important to just speak and give a perspective i mean when you make a general statement people are always going to have their responses of like well i know this cop and he did this so he's cool and i know this and that but the thing is like really what the point of the song is, is the police system as a whole is corrupt. There's people, there's police who murder people on camera, unarmed people on camera, and don't get fired. Like, or they do get fired, they face no jail time. And like, I'm not saying that's the case for every single case, but there are plenty of cases where that happens. That's the system that's corrupt. Like, there shouldn't be any job that allows you to make a mistake that involves somebody dying and then you're not going to jail. Yeah. You know, like that shouldn't exist. Like that's a corrupt system. And I'm sure that there are cops who have good intentions and aren't bad people, but it's like, you're a part of a system that's corrupt. So the whole thing is corrupt. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole thing doesn't work. So I think it's important to make that general statement because there are a lot of people who who don't have any experiences with the police other than like what they've seen or like seeing them painted as heroes. But like, I've seen police do messed up stuff against protocol stuff in real life to people that I love. I've seen, and we all get on social media and see what the police are doing to people, killing people for no reason. So I don't see how people are really trying to make a defense for that. Mm -hmm. Well, and then, so on the music side, like, the the song itself is seems very raw and aggressive and and so i guess deandre talk to me about the the production side of that like what what, what was your approach in sort of capturing that that uh that essence and you know t to what extent was it shaped by you know feelings attached to the to the lyrics and the broader message of the song yeah i think like in general with this album like we all felt like a lot more comfortable with our voices so we just wanted to get like just a lot more aggressive and just loud, like vocally. And then just, we wanted like the instrumental to match that tone as well. So like we, uh, and too, we were listening to a lot of Beastie Boys as well. So we were listening to songs yeah. like Sabotage yeah, and definitely. stuff like that. And then like, that was 
that has some influence on the production too. So we just want to be like this real loud, abrasive, just like punky and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, it comes through. I love it. I love it. Um, all right, so we're gonna get into your list of songs now, and like, when when we get to each one, you know, if there's one of you that feels a particularly strong attachment, I want to be, you know, because there's three of you here, I wanna I wanna make sure I'm not leaving any of you out. But uh, if there's one of you that feels like you have like the the strong, you know, not to fight each other on it, but like if you feel like you you have the strongest attachment to the song, throw your hand up and. Uh, and we'll get your take, but uh, let's start with uh, with Tribe Called Quest, Electric Relaxation. What do we uh, What do we like about this song? It is the birth of Lo-Fi. Yeah. Just with the sample, pretty much like that's what all Lo-Fi music sounds like right now, just with the guitar sample and just all the dropouts stuff like that. It's just crazy, and it's just the whole beat just rides real, and like um like everybody who raps on it just. Sounds great. It's effortless. It's chill. Yeah. So really, it's I mean, Trump in general, uh, just has like the I don't know. They do all the right things. Like it's never too much. It's always like they know exactly what to do, and I feel like that's something their their chemistry, mm-hmm. especially on the Midnight Marauders album and that song. That's just like a go to. But it's mm-hmm. like trying to trying to capture like that chemistry and just how locked in they were with each other mm-hmm. is something that we've always taken a lot of inspiration from like tribe yeah. is our greatest influence For so sure. that song is just i don't know it's it's, it's electric relaxation yeah. <laughs> exactly well it's funny they're one of the groups that for me is like every song mm-hmm. is at the very least going to be an eight out of ten like there's nothing you know like it doesn't go lower than that like you you can you can put on whatever and you know it's gonna at the very least be an eight out of ten i agree like they never really missed and you can like Trav is always a safe bet on the ox like in the car ride is always a safe bet nobody's gonna complain Honey, check it out, you got me mesmerized With your black hair and your fat ass thighs Street poetry is my everyday But yo, I gotta stop when you drop my weight If I was working at the club, you would not pay Ayo, my man Fife Diggy, he got something to say I like him brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, or Haitian mm. Name is Fife Dwarf from the Zulu Nation Told you in the jam that we could get down Now let's knock the boots like the group H-Town You got BBD all on your bedroom wall But I'm above the rim and this is how I bore A gritty little Something on the New York street. This is how I 
represent over this here beat. Talking about you. Yo, I took you out. But sex was on my mind for the whole damn route. My mind was in a frenzy in a horny state. But I couldn't drop dimes because you couldn't relate. Um, all right, so Stronger by Kanye West. Um, am I imagining, am I getting Am, am I getting it confused with another Kanye West song but you re- that you reference in... Um, Fight Club. Yeah, in Fight Club. Is that, is that the right... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, so I, I guess, and, you know, we're going to talk about that one at the end, but so we don't have to delve too deep into it. But, uh, you know, th- this was, for me, the song that got me into Kanye West. This was, like, the first Kanye yeah. West song that I ever heard back in the days with, like, the... The shutter sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what do you What do you like about this? Uh, what do you like about this song? Man, whenever this song comes on, it just makes you feel like you're the shit. For one, it comes from a Daft Punk sample. Yeah. So and like he made such a hard beat over that and like brought it like such a new life and everything. And um, Daft Punk is also like somebody we listen to. Yeah. yeah. Of like tons. So like your know. earliest musical memory, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, um, I was like one of the first people my dad showed me yeah. <laughs> that I could like remember hearing and stuff. It was a song called Aerodynamic on their uh, Discovery album. Yeah, yeah, it was that song. I was called a bell song because that's like, yes, yeah, yeah, it starts off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, we love that punk. But yeah, that's one of the reasons I like that song. Though. Yeah, okay. it's like the confidence of that song is like through the roof. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like it's like superhero music. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, Gabe, you say it makes you feel like you're the shit. Talk to me about that. Like, what <laughs> what about it uh, gives you that feeling? Everything he was saying in that song, like whenever I'm listening to it, I'm like, hell yeah! Like yeah. I feel this. <laughs> no, I, well, yeah, and you're you're absolutely right. Like the the Daft Punk sample is is crazy in it. I actually, um, this is a bit of a a bit of a tangent. I have this app on my phone, yeah. um, and we can cut this out because this is a bit silly. But it's called iDaft. Okay. Highly recommend it. It's basically just like it it gives you like a mini sample. Yeah. Like a sa- mini sampler pad um, of just like Daft Punk sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. And like you can do like games on it, but you can just go like here. It's it's like, yeah, it's that, oh. and then it's just oh. um. It's it's a good it's a good yeah. little app. <laughs> I heard about it on TikTok for the first time, and it's like, <laughs> I love just like. So it drives my girlfriend crazy because I'll just be like sitting <laughs> in my room, like. Um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Let's get lost tonight. You could be my black Kate Moss tonight. Play secretary on the ball tonight. And you don't give a f- what they all say, right? Awesome, the Christian and Christian Dior. They don't make them like this anymore. I ask, cause I'm not sure. Do anybody make real s- anymore? Bad when the presence of greatness. 
right now that I have forsaken this. You should be honored by my lateness that I would even show up to this place. So go ahead, go nuts, go ace. Especially in my pastel on my face. Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel. Homie, take six and take this. Haters. All right, so next up is Say That by Toro y Moi. And I'm, I've actually never known how to pronounce that until uh, you said it earlier. So I'm, <laughs> I'm oh, cool. you know, yeah, learning something new every day. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure out how to say it. Uh, Toro works. I didn't like Toro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of these ones where you don't want to be the person who's like, I don't know how to print, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, but I feel like no one, you know, anyway. Um, what do you, uh, what do you like about this song? Toro is like the biggest thing. One of the biggest things, I mean, Tribe being another, Blood Orange being another, but Toro is one of the biggest things that like, we all kind of came together on. Yeah. Uh, he's just a big influence on all of us. And say that is like a quintessential Toro song. I mean, when you think of Toro, like that's, I mean, it might be some other ones too, but like that's one of the first songs that's gonna come to mind. It's like yeah. that, like so many details, those mm-hmm. words. Like, you know, like those songs are like the first ones that come to mind when you think of Toro. But Say That is just like a flawless song. It's one of those songs that you never get tired of. Yeah, like every time real. you like, hear it, it's just, it's just put it on in any club, like in any setting. Yeah, it. like everybody will vibe to it. It's just such good music. That's that real music. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's that real music. <laughs> Well, and it seems like just just as a trend across all these songs that you've picked, like the universality is is something that's really that's real. Like you can you can listen to it on a car, like on a road trip. You can yeah. throw it on at a club. You can really you can do it anywhere, and and, and yeah. it works. Eh? Yeah, I, I think the best part about music. Well, no, I would say one of the best parts about music is the shared experience. Like yeah. sharing music with people that you love, or not even people that you love, but people that you're creating memories with or having a good time with like music is always a good thing to bond with people over so yeah. music that you can play in lots of different contexts with lots of different people is always gonna stand out yeah yeah i mean and you know i i don't i don't love asking pandemic related questions on this show because i feel like it's overdone but like, <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> but with that said um like that, that 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 connection between people is is something that's like that's really really important and certainly meaningful to me as I would imagine it is for for y'all and you know yeah. you've been you've been on tour recently yeah. um, what's what's that been like just you know some of the you know some of the first shows back and you're you're seeing people you're playing like what's what's that been like it's been like the most amazing thing ever because we haven't really been able to play like songs off whatever man in front of a crowd and just to like yeah, people react to those songs. It's like yeah, of course. crazy. Like it's like finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I already been waiting to go see shows, but to be able to like perform. Yeah. Before even like seeing a show is like crazy ass experience, honestly. And also just uh, like watching people who we were opening up for, like Group Love and Glass Animals, like they're like super sick and like super nice people. So it was just a really nice experience. Just like meeting other musicians too. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was in my first mosh pit like last weekend and like yeah. my first mosh pit since the pandemic and I, yeah. I cheered up a little bit, like not gonna lie, it was uh, quite something. Quite yeah. something. <laughs> and and we're and I'm incredibly stoked for, for your tour stop in Toronto, but we'll we'll get you guys to plug that at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
So uh, next up is uh, Surf Wax America by Weezer. Yes. Um, I, Gabe, I read this um, interview where it asked you to like um, sort of introduce yourself as a Tinder bio. And <laughs> yours was, I love guitars, synths, and referencing Weezer. Um, so perhaps I can I can ask you about this one. What do you what do you what do you like about Weezer? Was that you? Was that I didn't me? say that. <laughs> it said it was you. <laughs> oh, that's probably because like during surf era, we were listening to Weezer like all the time. They yeah. actually put me on a Weezer. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of them before then, but yeah, they're really dope. They inspired us a lot in that era. Yeah, like we don't listen to it as much anymore. But when um, when we were really figuring out what the band was and those were some of the best times like just yeah. when we were working on surf going to deandre's house it's like the air was different like For real? Was different. Yeah. you know we used to like yeah like weezer the blue album mm-hmm. pinkerton mm-hmm. uh even the album that they have called the white album that yeah. came out a couple of years back um we were like listening to those like a ton and i mean other you know of course like kid i mean like mgmt uh, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, like, and you know, a lot of other, like, like we were listening to different bands together, kind of pulling stuff from them. But Weezer was like, when we heard Surf Wax America, it was, I don't know, I just randomly listened to the Blue Album one day. I never heard it. And then that song just like really caught my ear. And that was kind of like the birth of like the Black Dark Kid sound, like yeah. hearing that song. So, like, that song is kind of like the root of like everything that happened from there. So, right. Well, one of the biggest casualties of the pandemic for uh, concert casualties, I suppose, is uh, is the fact that the the Hella Mega Tour uh, canceled their date in Toronto. The like the Green Day Weezer follow point. Yeah, yes. I was so excited to see <laughs> Weezer in Toronto, but alas, it is uh, it is not happening. Are you on Weezer TikTok by any chance? No, it's What's like it a whole like. I don't know really how I stumbled into it, but it's just, it's like a lot of like really silly shit making fun of like Virgin Weezer fans. And like, you know, it'll take like a picture of like, I don't know, Joe Biden, find like the one blue thing in the background, zoom in on it, like slightly change the shade of blue and then crop on or or like Photoshop on the cover of the blue album. It's like, and it's like, whoa, you just got Weezer. It's like, So, like I've been, I've just been, I've been rediscovering Weezer recently just because of all of that, like just yeah. silly nonsense on TikTok. Yeah, our drummer Jack will love that. He's yeah. like a huge Weezer fan too. Yeah, yeah. No, check it out. Well, I don't even know how you would check it out because of how to. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Because I don't like the face I'm in and out because I hate parades I ride to run, run and run in the maze I'm going surfing, I'm going surfing So next up uh, and last up of, of your of your selections is Charcoal Baby by Blood Orange. Um, you know, you, you've you've already said that it's like, you know, one of the most important bands for y'all or artists for y'all. Um, what do you what do you like about this song? Um, well, Dev in general is the guy yeah. that's, you know, 
probably the greatest living musician alive right now. And I don't know, like Blood Orange. That's, I know I was like, all of this stuff is like stuff that shaped us, birthed us, and like really yeah. bonded over when we came together. Negro Swan kind of came out like right before we started the band, like right, mm-hmm. like right before. And like that album with Charcoal Babies on that album, it's one of the singles for, for the album. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Just like the the aesthetic, the art, every song, the flow, the transitions, like the production, the writing, the features, everything. It's like a 10 out of 10, it's a masterpiece album. So you could have picked any song from Negro Swan and it would have made sense for yeah. us. But Charcoal Baby is just like, you know, it's a single and it's one, it's a great song. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was a single, like in the middle of that whole album. And I, I think we really liked that album because like the atmosphere in the world in it, like just felt black. Yeah. Like real black. That song feels like really black as well. It's just like, I don't know, just the soundscape and everything, just having everything sound like it's in a Harlem instead of an album and shit like that. You know, it's like really nice also. And um, so yeah, that was like one of the first songs that um, we were listening to when we first hung out kind of. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So yeah, I mean like when we were making Let's Play Sports, that, that's what we were listening to a lot. It was a lot yeah. of Negro song stuff. So, and that's yeah, kind of what we wanted to do as a group. Like we were mm-hmm. kind of figuring ourselves out, like you said. And stuff like we want to see if we want to be like a little bit serious or just like carefree and shit. And we, we kind of carefree route. But. Yeah, the serious stuff was hard. It was it didn't <laughs> yeah. really work for us. Yeah, but we went on some like songs that felt like that. Definitely, because yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like we do play around a lot. I mean, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but we are like serious people. Yeah. And sure. we, like you know, who also like a lot of what we what we do definitely boils down to like the pride mm-hmm. and like our culture and then his respective cultures because he's yeah. come from two like obviously we're all black but then also like he has a Japanese side too so just like you know like a pride and love from like what we come from and like what makes us who we are not just like nationality race none of that stuff but also like the city that we're from mm-hmm. and like the friend groups that we have and, mm-hmm. the, and the influences that we have like we take a lot of pride in like a lot of the stuff that makes us all who we are as individuals and then who we are as individuals makes us who we are as a group mm-hmm. so yeah yeah. yeah as it should as it should that's great
Um, so we we touched on it uh, briefly because of the Kanye West reference. Um, Fight Club. Mm. Really, really like I, I love the music video for this one in particular. That was why yeah. I uh, that was why I picked it. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I had um, I had a lyric written down from it, um, and it appears to have not synced from my phone. But um, but the, I, I guess the, I, I would describe this song as as being a bit cocky. Like it's kind of like, yo, we're here. We're we're like the best at this shit. Like. You know, I wonder because I, I think that in music there's there's a lot of times where artists will like be a bit too bashful, you know? They're like, oh yeah. no, like I'm in this band, but yeah. like whatever, it's no big deal. Like you can come to the show, but like no, you don't have to. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? like um yeah, so what is that sort of cockiness like a natural position for y'all, or was that something that sort of came about? Mm-hmm. I think it just I'm, I'm about to pretend like that didn't hurt. Uh, I, mean, uh, I think it's something that comes from the the standards that we set for ourselves. Yeah. Because, you know, we're trying to do it at a high level and we take influence from the legends, you know, the NERDs, the, uh, the Beastie Boys, like, you know, tri- tribes, uh, like all of that. I mean, even stuff that you know here in the music, like, you know, we look at all the legends from like Wu Tang to like the Strokes to you know Daft Punk to you know everybody who what's that? There's a bunch. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the people who really went crazy and and we're we're trying to do it to that level. So we know we're trying to do something to that level. So it's like okay, we're gonna carry ourselves out like to the level that we're trying to you know be at. So it's just you know, and in music, that's what I loved. I loved the confidence in music because that's what gave me confidence was listening to the music so yeah you know for the people who understand it and get it they'll, they'll get where it's coming from yeah yeah for sure well i i can certainly hear it it's great man. thank you so much fight club yeah it's true my fist so clean as thunder you got you like i'm on my instagram to see what i do yeah it's true i never miss a beat i'm too cool i'm a hot girl shit you didn't know that you do yeah it's true i don't do this to impress you i just talk my shit because i love it when i We are now at everyone's favorite part of the show where you get to plug the album and your tour dates, <laughs> which, you know, I can just tell we're all so stoked about. Um, uh, I am sincerely, though, I'm incredibly excited um, for your Toronto show. Like that's that's going to be so much fun. The venue that you're playing is like the best in the city. It's going to be awesome. But um, with that in mind, I guess, uh, Tell tell the folks what uh, they can expect to hear from you, when they can expect to hear it, and uh, where they can check you out and all that. Well, we have an album. It's called Puppies Forever, mm-hmm. and it comes out October fifteenth, twenty twenty one, through Dirty Hit Records. Yeah. And um, from there, we're going on tour yeah. with Ziva Doobie and Christian Weed. Yeah, and it's gonna be a crazy. 
it's going to be a crazy tour and we're going to a lot of cities. So if you're in America or maybe Canada, but only two cities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's like but, two, two dates in Canada. Yeah. And just drive down to Toronto. Yeah, but, every, but everybody else in Canada, but everybody else in Missouri, I mean, not Missouri, everybody else in America, <laughs> you know, we're probably going to your city. If we aren't going to your city, we're going to a city close enough. We're so stopping you, by a lot of places. Right. So you want to go see us because it's going to be a show that's worth it. Like, and we are... Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So make sure that you get the album, listen to the album when it comes out, stream the album, and then come see us at the show, and then come see Christian, and then come see B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to the tour. That uh, that might have been my favorite plug anyone's ever done at the end of the at the end <laughs> oh, of the show. Sure. So I appreciate it. Anyway, thanks for your time, guys. Yeah, Thank no you. problem. Thank you. Thanks very much to Black Star Kids for joining us this week. As always, you can find full versions of this show wherever you get your podcasts or at havingachat.com. The show is produced by myself and Alex Anderson. Social media and marketing materials are done by Petra Walker, and theme music is composed by Duncan Briggs and Sugar Glass. If you have time and you like what we're doing, feel free to toss us a rating on your platform of choice. And otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.